Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Welcome back to another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your host, Keeper Michael. And with me tonight, to my right, I have... Uh, Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, otherwise known as Lonnie. <laughs> right, very good. At the uh, far chair. Uh, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, as usual. Mm, wonderful. And then uh, to my left. Tiffany, I am playing Maeve O'Shea. Wonderful. So as we raise the curtain tonight, we want to remember just a bit about where we left the investigators last episode. Uh, they have unfortunately stumbled into a situation most foul. Uh, their good friend, Jackson Elias, has been brutally murdered inside the Chelsea Hotel, inside room 410. And while they were able to defeat a few of the cultists, uh, one in you know, melee combat and the other with a few well-placed shots from a pistol. They have fled the Chelsea Hotel now with whatever they could grab from Elias's desk and are on the run. And so my question to the three of you as we lift the scene from there is, what are your immediate plans upon leaving the Chelsea Hotel besides getting into a cab and going somewhere? When you get in that cab, the cabbie turns and says, where are you, where are you headed? Um, I tell him a restaurant up uh, a little bit uptown. Somewhere I frequented. Okay. Somewhere you've frequented? Before. Somewhere I've been before. Okay. How much time does, do you think the doctor spent in New York? Or in or New York or in Chicago? Or we're in New York yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're, I, I forgot. We're in New York. Okay. okay, so he's actually not. Okay. Um, then I give a fairly well-known like some place that we've passed earlier. Okay, that you you have been in New York, New York for a couple of days. Yeah. So it's plausible that you've you've found a restaurant. Yeah. Um, he the cabbie kind of shakes his head a little bit and and then finally nods. Um, it uh, it should be open. The kind of car pulls away from the curb and you head away. As you guys are heading away, uh, you pass a. A police car heading towards the hotel. That was quick. I just sit back and back, relax in the seat. I don't want to appear all tense. Sure. It's hard not to be tense given the sure. wound in your shoulder. Um, wince as I lean back in the seat. Octa <laughs> 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 mm. Liba. Oh, why is nothing that we do ever smooth? Why does nothing ever transpire as it should? <laughs> oh. I, I wish I could answer that. I think we should go get something to eat. And then perhaps back to the hotel. 
Um, yeah. Um, yes. I'll tell them it's good. Uh, you guys get to the, di- the, um, the restaurant that you'd mm-hmm. asked for, and when you arrive, the, uh, the concierge there is flipping the sign from open to close. Oh, because it's like 9 o'clock, right? It is now. The uh, cabbie kind of turns to you and goes, oh, Sorry, uh, you you got another place in mind? Um, do you do you recommend any place? At this hour? Not, yeah, mm, this hour? Not, not in this section of town. Uh, most of these places are... Uh, I mean, I got a couple places you could go, but you'd have to be... Uh, you have to be a little bit more open-minded about what your entertainment options are. Mm. It's okay. That's uh, fine. All right. He cranks the wheel a little bit left, and you see him kind of muscle the car into a wide turn as it puts back down the road towards a different uh, location. Don't forget the kind of places that I've worked in. I'm not. So I'm this not is so this is the kiss east we're going to. Is what you're saying? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Uh, you guys drive four or five blocks into a different section of town, right? And you pull over, and he has you in front of what looks like a, a four or five story brownstone. Uh, it's got, you know, a reasonable amount of uh, lighting to it in the area. The area doesn't look seedy by any means. There's people coming and going. Uh, but it does not look like your traditional uh, restaurant or diner. This more looks like a, let's, we'll put it this way. It looks like a multi-purpose unit. Hmm. Some... It's one of those with a ground level entrance and then also a slightly below ground level entrance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Danke schön. Um, you pay him for the ride and then yep. he. A tip of guys, a quarter. Oh, I appreciate you. You see Doyle kind of look around the street and he says, listen, I've got some contacts here in the city. I'm going to go check them out. Maybe try to get uh, some of this information figured out. I'll meet back up with you, Gerard, okay? Sounds good. Fantastic. He heads off. The three of you step inside a parlor in what looks like a mid to late... uh, Mid to late 19th century style parlor. It's actually a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say antiqued, but uh, most of the furniture in here is at least, you know, 30 to 40 years old. It looks like uh, it looks like a place where people used to walk around in, you know, ball gowns and that sort of thing. Yeah. There's a big, wide staircase that goes up to the second floor. The bottom half of the this. Uh, Brownstone seems to be, at least on the right side, seems to be a place where people are sitting and uh, and eating. You can see that there are dining tables that have been set up in there. And there are regular folks eating. Uh, and then the stair stairway going up, as you guys continue to... Eyes are naturally drawn up because of the lighting in here. Uh, there are um, women standing on the second and third floor railings looking down. Ah! <laughs> a woman comes towards the doorway. And she says, good evening. Thank you for stopping in. Uh, uh, what She kind of st- stops and stutters a bit when she sees Soche. Uh, would you like something to eat? Yes, please. Okay. Absolutely. Of course. Of and, course. Perhaps, and perhaps a refreshing beverage. Oh, we have the finest iced tea in town. She uh, extends her hands towards the, the sitting room where the... Uh, 
dining room tables are. Insert joke about Long Island ice cream here. <laughs> right. <Check> my hat. <laughs> you guys could sit into a table. Um, they bring out some refreshments. Um, they bring out some food. Uh, so the food here isn't so much a menu, but there is a selection of food. It looks like most of this is really actually uh, kind of honestly, uh, strangely enough, it's German like old country food. Ugh. So like you get a lot of breads and potatoes and there's roast and it's all packed together on a specific plate. But this is more that um, stuff that will put meat on your bone sort of meal. This is what I grew up on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> eat, eat. You're too thin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you could be like, like 300 pounds and they'd be like, you're too thin. Keep eating. <laughs> Keep eating. Um, but um, you have a meal. And the eating of the food... If you have any drinks, is fine. But the, the process really is what brings you kind of hammering back every now and again to what you just experienced. With uh, <laughs> you being in a cane fight, a sword cane fight, <laughs> with, a, with some crazed maniac. Um, while you don't feel bad at all, Mr. Forsyth, about the person that you had to kill. I feel bad about it. I oh, do. Well, you didn't I'm last game, but that's fine. Um, there, there are questions in your head, and and as um good as the clues that you may have gotten, the scraps of paper you may have pulled together uh, from his apartment, you have no idea if any of them mean anything. Well, I take out the him. letter, and I look at the letter again. Mm-hmm. I found a lot about this Carlisle expedition. That seems to be the focal point, or one of the main focal points. We need to figure out more about it. Yeah. I just, I can't figure out what he wanted us, what he wanted us to do. I, I have a sinking feeling it's something similar to what happened in Peru that we don't remember. Well, that's the thing, is I think if they were talking about he was looking for some artifact or something, that that has to be a clue to something. I mean, they must have stumbled across something. Well, But Carlisle's the thing is, is it's so tenuous right now that we don't even know what... Well, that's it. I mean, that's the thing, is the expedition is quote-unquote resolved, if you read all the papers and everything. And it's been... Did they get his body back? You have the... Yes. Yes, she did. No, she didn't. He was still missing. How do we know he's dead? We don't. And And maybe that's it, but... More we don't even know where to look. You get a batch, uh, a small batch, uh, in a wicker basket of um, sweet rolls at the end of the meal. Well, <laughs> with like tiny little pecans on them. Mm, yes. If we, if we want to work this, and it's been, I mean, I don't understand why they would kill Jackson. It has, well, it's been like five years since he left. 
for this expedition. Right, but I don't understand well, why they would six kill years. Jackson. Unless he found something or knew something, or they even suspected he knew something. Well, that's the thing. He had to have contact with somebody. That's why I think with the one letter saying he's looking for that piece of art, what was it? He's looking for... Oh, no, it was Harvard that said that he was looking for a book. And then did this other letter say that he was looking for something? And then we have this Emerson import. And then, which is here in town, so tomorrow maybe we could check out the imports. And I, think that, imports. I think that's a fantastic idea. In um, a small group, perhaps. So far, it does not seem to well, particularly safe. Well, this time safe. of night, I'm pretty sure no one's there. Oh, sure, tomorrow. I mean, We've also, unless we were to scout it out tonight. Oh, it was, um, Carlisle was looking for something in the Street of Jackals. <coughs> Is there a newspaper around? Uh, not that you can see directly. Mm. And then we've got this as well. This this leaflet for some sort of slideshow. It seems to me that the Emersons, most likely, that when we go speak to the Emersons, they will know as to whether or not this is important. And this person is... Didn't that already happen, or no, not yet? We don't know. It says tonight only, but is it tonight, or was it another night, and it just happened to be there? Oh, yeah. We don't know. In either case, we've already missed it. Well, it's at the... Skylar Hall. Yeah. It's in Arkham. Well, do we have to take another trip back to Arkham? I don't know. I would say we'd check out the imports tomorrow. Let's check out the imports first, and then we'll go talk to Arkham if we need to. Yes, uh, let's let's leave town shortly. You finish up your meal. Wonderful. And um, after paying, unless the two of you are going to engage in any other extra activities, I assume you're headed back to the Hotel Gerard. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the taxi ride to the, the Gerard is not long. Um Doctor, getting in and out of the taxi this time is a little harder. Well, your shoulder, um, understandably, is starting to stiffen up a little bit. Yeah. And so you are uh, very much thankful to get back to the hotel, which has a a large uh, center room for the two uh, conjoined rooms. And then ha- and that center room has a, a parlor where there's multiple seating chairs and all sorts of stuff. So I will take actually, a look. I'm I'm a mess, my dear. You actually have an opportunity. Um, there's a, a larger table in there as well. If you wanted to spread some of the paperwork out, that you have to mm-hmm. consider looking at more of it. I spread out all the paperwork that I have on the table, and then I sit down in on one of the couches and lean back and unwrap my. I'm gonna try arm. to take a look at his okay. shoulder. Um, so if you'd like it, it's first aid. Can, can, I, can you make a second uh, rules question? Can you make a second first aid check? Because I made the oh, first one. You made the first one. That's true. Well, I think she's just trying to determine how bad it is. Yeah. You're not trying to actually heal him for any no, damage. No. Did he heal any damage when I did? I think you healed a point of it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a hard. No, not almost a hard. Okay. So you can check the box if you'd like. Uh, the first aid roll reveals that it. it 
It's definitely it was definitely a, a deeper wound, but it looks like it got mostly muscle tissue rather than some of the major nerve endings. Um, but it's something that's going to have to be wrapped and, and rewrapped multiple times so until he heals. Unless you want us to stitch it up. I'm going to get myself a medicine roll. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. 59. It's a success. Okay, so what are you trying to determine with medicine? Um, do I need to stitch it up? And yes. If, okay, I do need yes. So it the, does need. The it long is. and short of it is, uh, it is a wound. While yes, it probably could heal, uh, it is with your level of understanding of the human body, it is much more important for it to be stitched up and closed, if nothing else, because you don't want to bleed all over the clothes you brought, and two, uh, you want it to heal properly. It'll heal ugly otherwise. Uh huh. Okay. You so? Um, not really. <laughs> Wunderbar. James, you can perform medicine on yourself. I will be doing so. Um, so it's going right. to take a minimum of an hour. Yep. With her help, can I get an advantage? I will help. With her asking, acting as nursemaid? Um, hang on a second. Sure. I just took first aid in that medicine because I don't okay. think I learned enough from you to take medicine yet. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. I'll be there sure. I'll go ahead and I'll give you advantage on uh, her helping. Okay. So Can I borrow a d20 from you? A d10? Or a d10. If you're on d20s, you're going to I've been doing the whole game. What? Is that right. not? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I wonder a, why your rolls were weird. Not okay. I can't roll I rolled over. 700. Uh, I can't roll over a 20. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, that's a hard. Okay. Uh, so because it's a hard, uh, I'm going to go ahead and allow you to heal. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and allow you to recover 1d3 hit points. I'm going to make that roll if you don't yes, mind. Yes, no, by all means. So that appears to be three. Yay. So I'm not sure if that's uh, pretty much most of the damage I did to you oh. or some of it. or it's all of it. Oh, well, that's Exclusive nice. stitch work. Um, so yet again, you do very good Thank stitch you, work. You uh, actually have to give him a little bit more guidance than you thought you would, but you're operating basically with a wash basin, a mirror, some needle and, and stitching, <laughs> and <laughs> alcohol, for lack of a better term. Right. And he's doing it to himself, which you've never seen someone do. No. <laughs> Forceps. <laughs> you can snip the thread. That would be wonderful. And I think that will heal. Wonderful. Thank you, my yeah. dear. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go pass out. Sounds good. I'm, I'm not sure I even make it to the bedroom. <laughs> you, um, you, you make it to the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> you make it to the bedroom with the assistance of a healthy and firm doorframe and uh, a well-designed and placed doorknob, uh, after which the bed seems to cradle you most of the way into the bed. Your feet may be flopping off where the, you know, the monsters in the bed, the demons can lick your toes or whatever. Right, but, right. But you're in bed. Fantastic. As for the two of you, the parlor is now left with um, a mostly mostly bloody wash basin, uh, some, some shredded clothes, and a bunch of clues. Or what you think might be clues. Well, I'm going to clean up. Okay. Yeah, I'll help her clean up. 
And then it's probably like 10 o'clock, isn't it? It's yeah. it's probably closer to 10:30. You're yeah. you're probably both we should, exhausted. We should probably just get rest and uh, go first thing in the morning and get this done as quickly as possible. Yeah, I'm going to take all of our stuff, put it in my bag. Okay. My the things you've collected from yes. Elias, Elias Jackson, Jackson yeah. Elias's apartment? Yes, all that stuff and my other stuff. It'll fit nicely. Okay. So. And then go to bed. The three of you rest. I would like you all to make me a con roll. Nope. Got it by three. I can't believe I missed that. Oh my god. Your con's pretty high too. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's um maybe it's because you went to bed a little earlier than the rest of them. I mean mere minutes. Um you're you're hearing something you don't know what time it is. The shades are still drawn, but as you wake up you begin hearing voices outside in the hallway. You can hear them. Um you're something to the effect of this. I'm I'm sorry, sir, I, I can't. Uh, you don't have any choice, alright? So either get out of my way or you're going downtown. No, no, you don't understand. Uh, the guest the privacy of, of our guests is very important. You hear me, Mac? Get out of the way. Uh you, you have finally woken up. The two of you who failed the contract are right. still asleep. Yeah. Yeah. At which point, a few moments later, mm-hmm. as you have finally begun to sprung to regular consciousness, Doctor, you hear... One moment, please. Slide her bag under the bed. Well, okay, so just so we're clear, mm-hmm. there is a common room that the two of you share together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then off that common room, there are basically essentially four bedrooms uh, available to you. And so she took her bag into her room. Okay. So that's like when you, like, that's the first thing you're thinking of when you get up. When yeah. you get there, you walk out, you don't see it. Okay. And nothing is laid out. Yeah. And there's no basin, there's no blood, okay, there's good. no, that's everything, what all that's been cleaned up. About. Fantastic. Uh, then we I. used our noggins. I answer the door. You kind of. With the chain still sure. attached. Can I help you? You see a man in his mid-40s, suit, fedora hat. Um, He's a little... He's he's the kind of guy that's got that very burly upper body uh, that looks like, for the most part, most of the... Or some of the muscle, anyway, has uh, begun begun to turn to fat a little bit with age. Mm. And he says... Yeah, you can help me. Lieutenant Poole. Lieutenant Poole. New York Police Department. Ah. Good uh, good, good morning, I assume. Good morning. reaches down and looks at his pocket watch. Yeah, I gave you till 8.15. You mind opening the door? Well, may I ask what this is about? In regards to... It's about an incident at the Hotel Chelsea last night. Jog your memory? I'm sorry, I've just woken up. You'll have to excuse me. I don't remember anything of the sort. <clears throat> hmm. Don't remember anything of the sort. 
He stuffs a photo in the door. This look familiar to you? Gark, de Lieber. This is 8.15 in the morning and you are shoving horrible photos at me. <laughs> Listen, a man's dead. I want answers. I imagine you do. I unlock the door. Now, do you have a warrant? Do you have a warrant, officer? A warrant? Yeah. Do you want me to go get a warrant? If you are if I'm not mistaken, in the United States, you need a warrant to enter the domicile, even temporary domicile, of, of an individual. Don't you? Do I hear any of this? You're, we... you're starting to wake up. Just calm yourself, yeah. Mr. Forsyth. Yeah. No. Now, I need a warrant if I'm going to come in without your permission. Yeah. I don't need a warrant if you let me in. True. True. That is very true. But if I let you in, maybe we take this back a step or two and you start with where we were last night and less you were at the Hotel Chelsea. How about that there, Officer Poole? How about this, Mac? We talk about it inside the room rather than talking about it outside here because it's real important I get my answers. Okay? Open the door for him. He steps in. You see the the concierge is flustered behind him. He's his hands are in the air like I just I I wave to the concierge. This will not reflect on your hotel. Do not worry. He wipes sweat from his forehead. Although um I actually speak around the officer. Sure. A breakfast would be would go a long ways towards helping us. Uh, right, right away, sir. Coffee and the rest? Fantastic, thank you. Wonderful. Uh, oh, it'll be up as soon as we can get it. Fantastic, thank you. Now, officer. Pool shuts have... the door. The two of you hear the door shut outside, and that's what wakes you up. We have a few moments before the coffee gets here. Please, have a sit. You start hearing... The two of you start hearing voices in the common room. Get my cane and limp over to the table. <laughs> sit down. <clears throat> So, uh, he kind of adjusts himself a little bit, sits down. Now, officer, please, let us be civil about this, shall we? Sure. What is it exactly that you think happened? I think that, in fact, I don't think I know. Hmm. I know there was a man in room 410 of the Chelsea Hotel. His name was Jackson Elias. Oh, yes, I know Jackson Elias. He's a good friend of us. He's been murdered. (gasps) That's the, this is the photo that you showed me. I did not recognize him. This horrible thing on his face. Plus, I just woke up. It's terrible. What happened? Who? I don't know. That's why I'm here. This is terrible. This also destroys everything I've been working for. The reason why I'm here... Hmm. I'm just sitting and listening, just so you know. Is because we got a record from uh, the telephone company said that he called your house. This... Uh, Sweet here. Oh, yes. I spoke with him earlier yesterday. He say anything about... Being murdered? No. Being in trouble? He did not say anything about that, but he was not very forthcoming about his troubles. He was a very jovial fellow. Hmm. Not one to share his woes, if you will. Is it just you here? No. My friends are in the other room, but they are currently sleeping. Hmm. I don't wish to wake them. We had a rough night last night. <laughs> Get a little crazy, if you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Why don't you elaborate? We went out and saw New York. This is a wonderful city. I've never been here before. I've only been here for a few days. It's amazing. We were thinking of going to a show. Do you know of one that I could go see? Something dog and pony, perhaps? 
I only know a few dog and pony shows around here. Okay. I'm going to walk out at this point. Okay. Yeah, you see... I uh, a few minutes to get dressed. You see a, a man dressed in a, you know, not a, a, not a workman suit, but a decent suit. Fedora, he's sitting down there talking with the doctor across the parlor. Doctor. He stands up. Who's this? Good morning, Mr. Forsythe. He steps to the right a bit and walks over towards you. Lieutenant Martin Poole. Lawrence Forsythe. Nice to meet you, Mr. Forsythe. What can I do for you? I'm looking into the murder of Jackson Elias. Murder of Jackson Elias? You're... Oh. Oh. What happened? He was murdered. Well, I know that, but... We he called us, what last week, two weeks ago, and earlier yesterday. Yeah, he asked us to to come to New York it's to talk to him. We've whole we've reason. known him for years. It's the whole reason we are in New York. And did you go see him yesterday? No, I haven't seen Jackson Elias alive since uh, our trip to Peru. Yeah, our trip to Peru, Los Los Angeles. Hmm. Hmm. It's well documented. I bet it is. Brace yourself, my dear. I call back towards the room. The officer out here has bad news for you. I'll... Yeah, after I get dressed, I'll come out. Um, you step out, and um, Lieutenant Poole stands up and takes his head off. Ma'am? I apologize for the... Uh, immediacy of my need, but I'm looking into a murder. Murder? Yes, it seems Jackson Elias was murdered last night. Hotel oh. Chelsea, room 410. And uh, your compatriots here are uh, a little surprised, it seems. Are you just as surprised? Well, yeah, we just spoke to him yesterday. Okay. Could you tell me what he needed? He didn't say what he needed. He said we needed to speak, but he didn't say what he was... Wanted to meet us for. See, I I have kept in touch with him for almost a year because I was reading some of his books. Yeah. And I talked to him about some of his books and some of the information in it. Hmm. I pat her hand comfortingly. Well, I, uh, unfortunately, he's, uh, <sighs> He's been murdered, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of who did it. He didn't say he was in any trouble. He didn't. He didn't even sound upset. Mister Elias never sounded upset, though. Yeah, I got that from the folks across the hall. Pretty decent fellow. Pretty happy most of the time. Yeah, but. But. Well, it's just weird. The whole thing is a little strange, to be perfectly honest. Well, I would, well, I would agree. I don't think that yeah. he had any enemies. I mean, he went out of country a couple of times. Perhaps he found some enemies somewhere else. His books were rather sensational. He yeah. did say he had a lot of critics, especially. The is last it one. possible that? This murder was because of who he was and not because of what he was doing. 
You think it's racial? I hate to think of a world where something is possible such as this, but unfortunately, I have been privy to people who have just such strong beliefs. We found another body there. Perhaps the murderer? Mm. If it was, it wasn't Jackson that killed him. This guy was shot off the fire escape. I mean, he was shot twice, once in the shoulder, and he was shot clean through the head. Hmm. That sounds like a... What do you call it? What do you call it? The the, the gentleman with the, you you know, the crooked noses and the, um... What is the word? The mafias. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I don't think so. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm a tourist, as they say. Hmm. The coffee comes up. You see a cart oh, come in. The selection of breakfast items plus uh, an entire, you know, big container of coffee and several cups. Pour coffee all around, including for Lieutenant Bull. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a seat. With my coffee. No. So you were not at the Chelsea Hotel at all last yesterday? No, I thought we were supposed to meet him today. Yeah. Mr. Doyle would know that, but we don't. He's out. Yeah. Doyle? What's his first name? Jet. He writes it down. Hmm. It's weird because... There were a couple people in the lobby of the Chelsea and they identified people that looked like you leaving the scene last night. Hmm. They specifically mentioned an older gentleman with a cane. So he sets the coffee cup down on the table after drinking some of it. I'm going to give you the opportunity to try again. I'd like you to be straight with me. Were you there or not? I'm sorry, I cannot change our story to something that is not. Okay. Perhaps you are barking up the wrong tree. There are many people in New York. I pass them all the time with the with canes and hats. Hmm. All day long. Okay. Well, that's the way you like it. The New York Police Department is committed to figuring out who did this. I hope so. It would be quite nice to find out who murdered our friend. If you have any information, he hands you his card. I would appreciate it if you'd Send it my way. Absolutely. We certainly will. Especially if it involves finding our friend's murderer. Thank you, Officer Poole, for your continued diligence. Hmm. He stands up and walks out. Door shuts. The room's a little quiet now. Hmm. Hand the card to Forsyth. (laughs) 
It okay. says it says Lieutenant Martin Poole, and it's uh, Poole with me. And he is on. It's technically, if memory serves correctly, it's called the Murder Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually the the formal name of his Before department. Before homicide, yeah, it's right. Murder Squad. Yeah, which murder which squad. Uh, sounds kind of cool, right? Um, sounds right. like a DC fanfic, anyway. right? Um, so yeah, and he's gone, and there's breakfast and coffee, and now more questions, probably. Yeah. I could not let us be tied to a murder. Even a murder of a man who killed a friend of us. I I get that. Um, I guess whatever we do today, we need to understand we're being followed. Yeah. Well, there's only one thing to do today. Two things to do today. I plan on going shopping. Right. Yep. Okay. So, um... I guess the question would be then for the for the crew, as it were, is after breakfast, what's the I what's the first location you're considering going to? What's the first thread that you're going to pull on here amongst all the data you have? Bloomingdale's. Okay. We're going shopping. Okay. We're going to go to Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we're going to go to Macy's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go to the import place. Okay. Are you um? Oh, with breakfast, um, you would have gotten the morning paper. Oh, fantastic! Yes. So, uh, so on the breakfast cart, there was obviously a bunch of stuff assorted, but there's also the morning paper. Uh, is anyone looking at it before you leave? Yes. Okay. So, a uh, relatively cursory search, not even deep, is going to reveal an article about the murder of Jackson Elias. Mm. Would you care to read it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Author murdered by brutal killers. Body found in Hotel Chelsea. Possible connection to Harlem murders. Author Jackson Elias, 41, was found murdered in his fourth floor room at the Hotel Chelsea, where the killers are reported to have used long knives to butcher their victim. Uh, Lieutenant Martin Poole of the Murder Squad stated that he is exploring possible connections between this murder and similar slayings in Harlem last year. Uh, The good friends of Jackson Elias are in mourning at the news. Mr. Elias had some fame as a writer specializing in popular, well-researched books about strange and violent cults worldwide, a subject in which he was an acknowledged expert. His first book, published in 1910, was Skulls Along the River, Exposing Headhunter Cults in the Amazon Basin. His best-known work was Sons of Death, 1918, for which he infiltrated a group of modern-day thuggies in India. He had no living relatives and maintained no permanent address. Although he was an experienced world traveler, he often visited New York, where the offices of his publisher, Prospero House, are located on Lexington Avenue. He was known to favor the wholesale Chelsea while in the city. The murder of Elias bears similarities to a series of other killings committed in Harlem over the course of the last year or more. Local resident Hilton Adams, 29, of 118 West 137th Street, was convicted of one of the Harlem murders in October last and is believed by police to be guilty of others. He is awaiting execution in Sing Sing. Adams, a Negro, is a veteran of the war and served as a sergeant in the 369th Infantry Regiment. Regiment. 
Lieutenant Poole offered no opinion whether his new murder indicates that Adams had accomplices or is innocent of the previous crimes. Seems like Poole's looking for somebody to pin this on. Well, if they're related, then obviously it wasn't us because we were in Chicago. Right. Right. I wish we'd have seen the paper before people showed up. Well, I think perhaps this gives us actually a couple of interesting leads. Yes. Well, we already knew that his publisher was here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't... The thing is, is I don't think that that's really going to get... I don't know. Maybe he has an office there or something where there's other information, but I don't know what good that's going to do us. However, if we want to stay in town, then we can research the other murders. Why don't we split up? Because you never split the party. (laughs) (laughs) You always split the party. It works 60% of the time, 100% of the time. Oh, wow. Wait, no. That math is bad. <laughs> You're so bad. Is that new math? You can't do that. <laughs> no, no, no math at the table. Uh, <laughs> Why did they change math? <laughs> um, well, how about I will go to the import. You guys research the most recent murders or the previous murders. The import store should provide no significant problems. A bit of shopping. Yeah. Um, are you going to take the flyer? Of course. I would say that I can call um, Christopher, but I don't know if I want to call him from here. Perhaps not. Perhaps wait to call him from know, somewhere else. He works at the university. And we are being traced. Right. Assume. So, does that sound amiable? Everyone agree? Yeah. Let's do that then. Hand me the flyer. Okay. So the doctor is at some point going to leave and going to go see Emerson Imports, yes? Yes. And then the two of you are going to, when you say investigate the previous murders. I want to go to... Tiff, can you hand me the card too? Mm -hmm. Thank you. With the name on the back. Don't yep. forget. We could either go to the library or we could go to a newspaper office. Well, if you want to go to the newspaper office, I'll go to the library and see what they have on past issues. Maybe you can find more than I can at the library. Maybe. Because I can reference other books and maybe get other information about people dressed and with their knives and whatever to see what what is related right. as far as who those people are. And maybe you can dig up the new the paper articles. Yeah. I'll be okay by myself. You're sure? Yeah. All right. Goes against my better judgment, but... I hop a cab to Emerson Imports. Okay. Specifically 648 West 47th Street. You are off to Emerson Imports. Yeah. Um, are you going to a newspaper then? Yes, but it won't be the New York Times. The New York Times will probably not have the, inf- well, 
actually, they probably would have the articles involved. Um, but their focus tends to be in a different area. But, but yeah, probably the New York Times. Okay. And then, Tiff, you're heading to... Um, I'm going to go to uh, the library. Okay. What are you researching at the library? Um, I'm going to see what articles they have, if they have any. About? The murders. Okay. Um, and then I want to reference or cross-reference any information on how these men were dressed, what kind of weapons they used. Hmm. To see if I can maybe piece together where they're from. Okay. Or they're in one of Elias's books. I don't know. That's a good question. All right, so I'm going to just uh, go around the table then. Um, I'll uh, start with Mr. Forsyth. You head to uh, the New York Times. So yes. uh, it's now located in the recently expanded uh, 229 West 43rd Street building. Um, rather I like, than I like the new Art Deco expansions on it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a bustling office building, and uh, it's uh, it's all the rage here in town. So you are going to end up at some point when you go in there. They're going to ask you what uh, someone obviously at reception will ask you what you're looking for. I'm looking for some articles about uh, um, uh, series uh, about a series of murders last year. Mm, okay, so you'll want the crime department. Yeah. She points you in that direction mm-hmm. uh, and you get shown to specifically uh, the <clears throat> the crime department itself uh, so it's it's actually unsurprisingly in the New York Times it's actually it's actually quite uh, quite a selection of people in here yes so you are busy office and you are directed to the desk of Rebecca Schosenberg. Mm-hmm. She's a shorter lady, uh, dark hair. She seems to be busily typing away at her desk. Hello, madam. She pauses for us just a, a moment. And as she's looking at, looking at you... She fires a couple more keys on the keyboard and then hits the, like a period. Mm-hmm. Can I help you? Uh, yes, I, I'm uh, researching and um, they directed me down here. There was a series of murders last year. A series of murders, you say? Mm. Hmm. Involving one uh, Adams? Adams? Ah. Yes, uh, Hilton Adams, right? Yes. Kind of spins around a little bit. So, perhaps, perhaps I have something, yes? I, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, she kind of ferrets around in her paper. You see that her desk is a little busy? Yeah. A little, just slightly busy? Uh, yeah, yeah, she... Puts a small book on the table. I've got all the articles right here. 
Yeah, sure. She turns it around to you. Um, is there like a a separate desk to sit it on to look at it? Yeah, there's actually a seat in front of her desk that you can sit down. Yeah. And then actually just view the book. I, I, I just didn't want to disturb her while she's obviously working. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have on the Hilton case. It was pretty big news. Okay. Well, let me look at these first and see what Sure. I see. Go ahead. So, library use? Um, yeah, I think that's going to probably cover it. Well, I have advantage on this because I do have all the articles right here. Um, not initially, no. Not initially. All right. Well, let's see what No, I'm... Nope. Um, I mean, supposedly they were, I guess, murders that happened with a knife? Yep. Or a series of knife crimes? Uh, do we have victim names? Uh, so what What you piece together, essentially, with this just brief over-reading is that um, the first two bodies came up, despite uh, the strange symbol and whatnot. They came up. There was no definitive link between them. Uh, by the third murder, connections were being drawn. Although, at least from her reporting, it looks like the police seemed baffled by the deaths. They didn't. It seemed like they were really hunting, and they couldn't figure out who was doing it. Um, especially because no times there there weren't any ties they could bind and find between the victims, other than their visits to Harlem. And so it seems like in her reporting, the police, as they continue on, seem to continue to draw the focus towards Harlem, uh, which is hardly noteworthy because Harlem is a, a pretty popular place after dark. Well, yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest, I'm terrible at research. Um are you saying that to her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. She kind of um, sits, I, sits up a little bit at the desk. I mean, do you, I, do you have any questions for me? or? Yes. Um, how did they chance upon Adams as the killer? Because it looks like they didn't find any connection between the victims. What was the connection with Adams? Well, I mean, if you ask me... She looks around the room. It's a little dubious. I mean, they... Captain Robinson doesn't put... He doesn't get anything close to evidentiary on Adams until the eighth murder. What evidence? Well, I don't know, I don't know if we should talk about it directly here. Mm. I think... I think at best, I mean, if you want my real, like, kind of undercurrent opinion on this whole thing, I think Captain Robinson is, at best, incompetent. I think he's pinned it on Adams, and he's going to fry for it. Well, I'm just a, I'm just a man from Chicago, but I tend to think that um, the incompetent police seem to get away with a lot. Yeah, but the only reason he gets the case, I think, is that all those bodies ended up turning up in his district. They all end up turning up in Harlem. 
But there were no connections between them at all? None of them? Eight murders, all random victims? It seems random. She kind of ferrets through the notes you have there. It seems random. You know, you might get a better perspective on it if you talk to his wife. Adams was married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Millie Adams is... I mean, I don't know that she'd be willing to speak to anybody on it given the position she's in right now waiting for her husband to, you know, go to the chair and whatnot, but she might be willing to speak to you about it. Do you think that um, the murder of Jackson Elias might reopen the investigation? Well, if... And this is just a reporter and me talking, you understand? If it was me... If it was me and as a captain in the police department, if I'd pin the murders on Adams and somebody else popped up, another murder had popped up, she stops. Hmm. Wait a minute. Well, what does Jackson Elias have to do with any of this? I show her the article, or well, I mean, I I tell her it's in the paper today. No, I I know that he got, I'm, I know that he was murdered. That's in the Ben paper. But how are you? What connects the two? I don't know. Quite frankly, that's why I came down here to do research. No, no. I was hoping that somebody else would have more answers than me. No, no. It just sounded like you were assuming that, that the thing that connects the the those murders, the thing that connects them all, the only tie, honestly is all these markings. They were they were all branded or cut up on the foreheads and stuff. Yes. Um, uh, markings on their, on their heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Elias was murdered. Mr. Elias was murdered, but I hadn't heard anything about him having any sort of markings on his head. Um, well, and now, now you're in a fast talk. Because you painted yourself into a corner. Yes, I am. <laughs> a detective came around and asked questions of me, claiming that I had been at the scene of the murder. Mm. And he mentioned that the head had markings on it. But I didn't know what he meant by markings. It's fair enough. Now, now we can at least roll and see how see how good or how bad you do. Thirty nine out of five. <laughs> you uh, sputter around an explanation, and her plucky young reporter eyes literally annihilate you in the seat. That's not true. There's no way that's true. What do you know? She takes out her pad and grabs a pencil. Detective Poole. Yes. Came to my hotel. Uh huh. This morning. Mm hmm. Why? Um, I had known Jackson Elias for years. Uh huh. Um, 
Mr. Elias had called me mm-hmm. two weeks before asking me to come aid him in some inquiries. I see. He didn't say what inquiries. I was supposed to meet him the day after he was murdered. Hmm. Um, evidently, he was murdered in his hotel room. The detective came to, came to my hotel... Mm-hmm. Because he had called the room the night before. So, okay. Okay, so, and he told you, Poole told you this? He showed me a, fo- a picture. He showed you a picture? Like like a... Like a crime photo. A crime photo. Well, that's a huge problem. I mean, you got to understand. That's... That's crazy. That means that. That means Millie Adams might have a case. She might very well. You see, if. She just starts to whisper. If Elias was killed by the same person who killed the other eight people, it means. It means that Hilton Adams is, could be innocent. Because if it's the same person then it means that Captain Robinson got the wrong person in jail. It could be the same person. I don't know. I don't know enough. All I know is is that years ago, Jackson Elias pulled me out of a really bad situation. And I owe my life to him. And now he's dead. And I would like to see whoever murdered him found and punished. Sure. If it was, if it wasn't this Adams, it couldn't have been this Adams. He's in Sing Sing, the the article said. So if it's somebody who is related to this Adams, if it's somebody this Adams knows, if it's just some other person completely unrelated to Adams and Adams is just a fall guy, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. I- but I know... I know that when the detective came around, he seemed to think that I was the one who had killed my friend. And not only no, I I wouldn't be the sort to kill a man with a knife in the first place. I'm just a I'm just a civil engineer. And then I certainly wouldn't carve strange markings on his forehead. According to your articles, similar to what happened in New York a year ago. A year ago, I was in Chicago building high-rises. I'll tell you this. If there's... If you have any interest in speaking with Millie Adams... I I do. I could... I could introduce the two of you. I mean, not, not today, not immediately, but I could... I could... If you give me some sort of number to forward to... I could call you, and after I talked to Miss Adams, Mrs. Adams, I could, I could set something up so the two of you could speak. She doesn't talk to just anybody. Well, I give her the hotel, hotel and the Gerard. hotel room number. Very good. And I tell her, um, I won't be in town for very much longer. Hmm. Quite frankly, because. Um, Unfortunately, I have other things. I have other... Uh, this was a... 
basically, I'm only here because Jackson Elias asked me to be here. Sure. I'll contact her. I'll try to contact her today. And but get... I figured as long as I was here, I would try and find out what happened to my friend. Sure. As I said, I'll, I'll try to contact her today, and I'll be in touch as soon as I can. Madam, you have been a tremendous help, and I thank you so much. Okay. Doctor. Yeah. After a short taxi ride, you arrive at your destination. 648 West 47th Street. That would be correct. And that is the address of Emerson Imports. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it is a narrow building, long, narrow building on the edge of the Hudson River, just beyond Hell's Kitchen. Uh, you see a couple of loading docks at both ends. <coughs> the building itself is, uh, it looks like it's piled high with freight. Uh, it is uh, an import office, which means, for lack of a better term, it's a massive warehouse that sits literally on the Hudson River and takes in and then ships out. I enter. Yeah, no, you should walk right in. Uh, you see men moving packages and crates about, uh, loading trucks, and uh, it appears, anyways, uh, unloading a boat, like a, a shipping boat. Look around for maybe somebody who looks like they're more in charge. <laughs> look for a clipboard. <laughs> uh, you don't see any clipboard. You do see uh, actually a younger man who ends up walking up beside you. And he uh, kind of pulls the cigarette out of his mouth. Can I help you? Ah, good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> I'm actually looking for someone to perhaps answer a few questions for me. Oh, you need something shipped? Well, I I have questions about things that perhaps were shipped through here. Oh, yeah, right there. He he points uh, in the inside the warehouse. There's a on um, looks like there's a office. Do you uh, know a Silas? Is there a Silas here? Nobody by that name. No. Uh, head up there. You'll uh, you'll want to speak with Arthur, Mr. Emerson. Uh, he's right up there. Thank you. To a set of stairs. You head upstairs. Head upstairs. Yep. There's a small set of offices. A kind of a a door with a inset of a you know, bit of glass that you can see right through. Mm -hmm. You see a older man, probably about his fifties or so. He just kind of waves you in. Enter. He stands up. Uh, Good morning, sir. Mr. Emerson? Yes, Arthur Emerson ah, reaches out. Good, uh, shake his hand. Good afternoon. Uh, good evening. Uh, good morning. I'm sorry. I've uh, a bit of the travel lag. Sure, sure. Uh, Sit my down. Is, my name is Dr. Ta Dr. Tartenbach. Hmm. <clears throat> what can I do for you, doctor? I, I have a few questions for you. Do you happen to know a Jackson Elias? Hmm. Absolutely. Um, I have a few questions as to, uh, if you don't mind, he was a very good friend of mine. And I have some questions as to the nature of your business with him. If you had not heard. Was? He was killed yesterday. Oh. Murdered. <sighs> That's terrible. He sits back in the chair. Murdered? Yeah. Who? From what I understand, he was stabbed. And things were carved into his forehead. 
Hmm. Things were carved into his forehead. Oh, that sounds... That's horrible. I mean... We did some business together. May I ask the nature of your business, if you don't mind? I'm trying to get a handle on who could have done this to a good friend of mine. He came to me checking... Uh, he was checking importers. He was specifically looking for connections with Mombasa. Do you know a Silas? Silas and Queen? Make me a psychology roll. Yup. 46 under 68. Uh, his face darkens. Like, he gets visibly... He changes just for a second. He has some sort of reaction. It's very negative. I see you do. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know him. I know Silas. Not well, but... Guy makes my skin crawl. Mm, not a good fellow? He just, he just creeps me out. I mean, I I see all types come through here, but... But he gives you the... What are the, the heebies and jeebies? Yeah. Mm. Do you know how I might contact him? I have perhaps wished to see these heebies and jeebies myself. Mm. Oh, yeah. He has a... He has a place down on Ransom Court. It's called the Juju House. It's a... Uh, it's a place that deals with, uh, you know, African pottery and stuff like that. It's a, it's a, it's gone full native, if you understand. I believe I do. Yeah. I do think I understand. <clears throat> you know, I, I gotta tell you, I told, uh, Elias asked about him too. He'd actually planned on vi taking a visit down there. Yeah. I don't know if he ever did, but I told him not to. And I'll tell you the same thing. You're telling me the same. Not to seek this man? I wouldn't go down there. It just... It, the guy makes my skin crawl, okay? I understand. I unfortunately... I'm sure as much as my friend Jackson said, I have no very little choice in the matter. How did you know him? We traveled to Peru with him. Hmm, yeah. And came back. I'm sure you have heard, if you dealt with him, I'm sure you heard of his trip to Peru. We spoke a couple of different times when he was in here asking questions about stuff. He'd mentioned that he'd been to all sorts of places. That is where we met him. May I ask what the last thing that he had shipped through here? If you don't mind. Hmm. Well, um... No, Jackson didn't ship anything through here. He was actually uh, making inquiries about what about the Juju House. About what, what Silas had. What they were shipping through. Fantastic. I think that is the information that I needed as well. Well, uh... You have been most helpful, Mr. Emerson. I'm I, sorry. Uh, I hadn't even had a chance to read the paper yet. Do you know if there'll be a funeral? I am not sure. 
If there was, I will. If there is to be, I will let you know, and I will be there. I remember. I remember uh, last time he was in, and he mentioned that he had to go see his publisher before he was leaving town. Um, if anybody knows anything about Jackson's business, it's going to be them. I will be stepping there next. Right. Thank you, Mister Emerson. All right. And if there is a funeral, I will see you there. Miss O'Shea, you are investigating the library. Uh-huh. What in the library are you up to? Um, like I said, general. looking at the articles. Mostly I want to reference any um, cults or beliefs that would go with the weapons that we found. Sure. The head, you know, the red cloth. Sure. Um, the way they were dressed, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and make a library use roll. I'm going to spend four luck. Yay. Yeah. All right. You find some very disturbing information. And unfortunately, it's information that you've come across before. It's a thuggy cult, right? Uh, well, it's a Kenyan cult. Oh, Kenyan. Okay. And they were refer- referred to as the Bloody Tongue. <sighs> All right. Awesome. Uh, they sound like really good people. These guys again. Come on. <laughs> they believe... Uh, they, what you can find on them is that they were believed at some point to have been driven out of dynastic Egypt. They existed a long time ago at some point, and at one point in history, they were driven out of Egypt at some point. Now, maybe that's when they ended up in Kenya, uh, but this is more information directly on them than you've had before. Yeah. Gives a little bit more history to them. Believed to have been driven out of in- out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But why would they be here? That's an excellent question. And did they run afoul of the Carlisle expedition, or did the Carlisle expedition run afoul of them? Uh, All excellent questions. Not that we know it. Okay. So at the library, we're going to be researching um, specifics. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So I figure out it's the bloody tongue. You do. Now, keep in mind that this is the successful role. This is taking you a good four hours mm-hmm. to gather all of this, but reading into books and that. It's, it's taking you quite a bit of time. Um, yeah, the other thing I want to look into is, yeah, the Carlisle expedition, expedition to see if there's any links with, like, any similar dress or anything, like, because okay. they mentioned that part, most of the expedition was, uh, they were murdered, and, um, if maybe they, uh, were linked to, um, the Bloody Tongue. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and give me a, a, a library scroll for that. Yes. So there's nothing, after a couple hours of searching, there's nothing directly that ties 
uh, either one of them, at least that you can find, other than say maybe the fact that the Carlisle expedition goes to Egypt at some point. Right. Okay. But that's a pretty tenuous tie. Um, can I find any other information that we don't have on the Carlisle expedition? Um, or maybe about Carlisle himself? Yeah, I mean, you the the expedition themselves. There's there's many people in it, so you'd probably find enough social, kind of some more of the more socialite gab about him because he was such a playboy, because Roger Carlyle was such a you know in the social scene sort of guy. There is a definite downturn or lack thereof uh, written posts about him when it comes to say a few months before the expedition leaves. He seems to, in the news-wise, become a very private person, which is unlike his persona. Okay. Then how do they find out that he's going on this? Like, does he just come out and announce it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, he makes it front page. He's the one that makes it front page news. Okay. He says, oh, look, we're going. And then the... Papers cover it because it's news. It would be no different than a current star, big name star saying that they were going to do something. People would cover it. Okay. So some of the initial um, pickings into the investigation have gone. Uh, So we'll call it there for tonight's session. And then we'll come back next week with, uh, I would imagine, even more investigation into... Kind of what uh, what else could be going on?